welcome to Andy's Modi. It's Halloween. It's everything you want. No, the song. I, I love it. I knew you'd love the song. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Loungy, it's so it's Halloween-y. It's, it's so loungy Halloween-y. I love it. Yeah, but it has like a little Hasidic flair to it, too, you know? You know yeah, it does have a uh, Hasidic flair to it. A lot of Hasidic songs were made into rock and roll songs, too. Really? Yeah, the house of the... the uh, Da-dee-da-da, there is a house in New Orleans. You know that song or no? I know that song, yeah. It's a Hasidic song. It's also like a deadly, not like a funeral song. It's not a funeral. I like Vietnam, whatever. No, it's like skeletons. It's always like it's a Halloween song, no? Is it? No, there is a house in New Orleans. It's such a Hasidic song. It is. You know, like a low, not a high, yeah, yeah. Like one of those, like a little more. Anyway, how are you? Uh, and here's Modi, and here's Danny. Danny, Hello. I'm so happy you are here. Okay, Danny, it, whenever I do shows or or, um, or whenever I'm on the road or something, and I can I have the opportunity to bring a comedian with me. Danny's usually one of the first I call, yeah, and, and I love it. Yeah, and, and, and so, I love so much him. Fun. We have the I, best time. We have the best time. He's he's an amazing hang off stage. He is on stage. The audience never knows what to make, and that's really where I wanted this podcast to go today. Okay, I want to discuss how, especially a Jewish audience, yeah. needs to know how you fit into their lives. Right, where you are in their lives, in the Jewish community, in their world, they need to know that. Right, and you kind of like sneak up there. And then you do this little thing, and then you hit them with it. Yeah. But with such confidence that it works. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not the kind of comic that panders to any audience. No. And it's don't. important to read the audience, but I don't. I just really, I'm hope, I'm always hoping that the audience is going to jump on board. No, Danny does not pander. He doesn't give a damn. Yeah. That literally, <laughs> and I'm telling people right now. Um, one of my favorite activities to do is if I'm in the house, whether I've had a little medicinal or haven't had a little medicinal, if I see on my phone that Danny's going live, I will always log on. I will, oh, cause he doesn't care. Everybody else, like, is my lighting okay? Is my hair? Let me yeah, fix yeah. that. Danny goes <laughs> raw. Yeah, and I'm right, raw, and I'm right by the fridge. And he's by the fridge. <laughs> so it's all of a sudden, you're watching him and the lighting is horrendous. You see pineapples behind him. He's e- usually eating yeah, something too. He, he goes live if, just if, made. if there's something he, like, oh, this is the most delicious. <clears throat> And he'll describe, and the coconut, you know, there's coconut chips, there's definitely coconut, and it's so funny, and then he'll reach over and open the fridge, and the lighting just comes, it's so funny, you're hysterical, and there's never more than like 20 or 30 people on. No, I don't have a lot of, I have a a little group of diehard followers. Diehard. Diehard. Now, I am one of your diehard followers. If I'm, if I see, oh, I just got to see what we, like, what, what's happening in your life? The other day when you dropped the pans. <laughs> or, or I dropped the pan. You you wanted to make sure. <laughs> yeah. The it's premise, very loud. The premise know. was like, you know, when you hear a pan drop oh, or yeah. pots or pans mm-hmm, drop, mm-hmm. it's such an alarming sound. It's like people. So, yeah. Every time I have, like, if I have friends over and they're in the living room, I'll go into the kitchen and I'll drop a pan in the kitchen and scream. <laughs> and it's a, it's a fun, it's like a little moment. It's a moment, you know? Everyone's like, what happened? <laughs> right. It's so, you think like, oh, what happened? It's so amazing. Yeah. Who ever thought? But that's an amazing sound. And so that's just like literally what you're when you go live. It's it's yeah. that. And you know? I go live like I'm li- I'm live like four to six hours a day. 
Are you really? I am always live. Well, especially I don't even have a life these days. It started because of COVID so much, It started with COVID and just got crazier and crazier and I got crazier and crazier. And now I'm live all the time. It's amazing. I, I catch you at night only. I, I really don't put my phone out during the day. Yeah. But I, um, it, it's so much fun. And, um, and just to watch, and you know, when you, when you are, when you, when you're headlining and you're doing your own show, you want somebody that, A, you enjoy watching and l- enjoy hanging out with. Your act cracks me up. Your Thanks. delivery is completely different from mine. Yeah. And it cracks me up. And it's just so much fun to see. And people who haven't seen him live, go find out where he is. And we'll do all that plugging afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've known you. So when did you begin doing comedy? I feel like I've known you for 20 years. I, uh, I'm i doing it for 23, 24 years now. Yeah, so I've been doing comedy 25 years, probably yeah. 26 years. And I forgot also. And yeah. I've known you always and from the, the open mic night oh, stuff. Yeah. And all those weird shows. Met? Back of laundry mats. Yeah. And back of everything. In hotel, and like in that hotel like bar. There was a bar in the Empire State Building. No. no I think where? one of the, my favorite times what? that you performed, I, a while back, did a show at Bowery Bar. Remember Barry Bar? Sure. There was a Barry Bar. It was this, it's a very chic restaurant, whatever. On Sundays, they had employee night where the employees can come in and they get its dollar menu. So whatever's on the menu, they can get for a dollar. Mm. And we said to them, let's do a show. We called it Urban Vaudeville. We literally had one speaker the size of this table. We dragged it in. We performed on top of it and with a mic plugged in. That was it. When was this? Oh, eighteen seventy. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 a while back, nineties. Like you know, I was living I mean, on the probably, I was, probably like eighteen, nineteen years yeah, ago. Yeah, but you remember the Scissor Sisters used yes. to be a regular on that show. Yeah, um, um, uh, Fingerer. Uh, her name was her last name was Finger Melissa Fingerer. Could be she was one of the one of the right. sisters. There was an Avenue B was a band that performed, and mm-hmm. then we're, if we saw somebody uh, in the subway. I would say to them, hey, what are you doing Sunday night? Yeah. <laughs> you want to have a free meal and do whatever you're doing right now? At, and they would come. Wow. And we'd have, there was a guy who used to play this yeah. banjo on a, on where you clean the laundry in the South. I mean, in the, you know, my God, that sounds horrible. No, um, you know, those old, uh, the old uh, washing, the, the washer board, yeah, board washer yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not just the South, in the tenements, they also <laughs> clean the laundry. I, I don't know why in my mind went South, but, you know, and he played this thing and it was insane. It was amazing. And, um, Actually, I will tell you a funny story about that. Um, Amanda Lepore and Sophia Loren were, we booked them one night. Oh my God. But together as an act? Together as an act. They were both still talking to each other or whatever the thing was. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a duo. Wait. And, um, we finally got HBO to come watch it. Wow. And that night they were booked as a magic act. Oh my God. Yes. Now this gets better. And they came on with the music. They had two chairs on the, we, by then we already had a stage. They had the two chairs and, um, Amanda Lepore and Sophia Lent, they did some magic act. They were in bathing suits, like your little, you know, bikinis. And they had that velvet bag that you drop the ball, you turn upside down and the ball's gone. Ah, ta-da! There was the only magic act. And then the music <laughs> changed to like stripper music and they took off their stuff. Oh my God. And they started to pull out, what's that thing? Um, with the, you know, you, you keep, when the magician goes like this. Oh, like hanker, like bandanas yeah, the, out of the they, mouth. Like the thin silk, um, yes, handkerchief. Yes. Out of their, Newly acquired genitalias. Oh my God. For like 10 minutes going like, and it was, and people's mouths were dropping. This is amazing. It was incredible. It was an incredible thing. And of course, I have to go on. I was the host. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, available for your next bar mitzvah. And, um, and that was, uh, so that was a show that we, uh, that was like actually the first time I would ever book you for a show. You did that show a few times. It was a variety show and I loved it. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, it was a variety show. It was really fun. And then, um, and at the cellar, at the comedy cellar, I see you all the time. Right. And right. Got right, them. Right. So, right, right, yeah. right. And you're right. always, and you just, and Danny's the kind of guy that I would call up and say, Hey, I have a gig for you. I can't do this. They might, da, 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 the price is good. And he, I'm like, it's in the back of a living room and that. He's like, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to do, I'd rather not have that money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Thank you. I'm thank not, you. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's not, it's it's the toughest gig to go to somebody's home and to perform. The worst. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, every comic, you know, you go to somebody's home, they don't know what's going on, and you have to go there, and you have to turn a living room into a comedy club, and it's right. an impossible situation. 
But it's I the- think that's one of the very interesting things about you still is you are one of the few comics I know that, that says no all the time. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. He no. says no. I, I, I know. He's saying most comics say any like a garage, a <laughs> bathroom. You're like, no. no. It, so no. So that's when the money comes. So if someone gives me a, an, a, an, a, a, hey, we want to hire you for this. And they think it's going to be amazing. You know, they, they saw me at a theater. They saw me at a comedy club working in a vacuum. Right. This is where comedy's meant to be done. Correct. This is how it's supposed to be. Correct. And now they're bringing, uh, th- they want to recreate that. In their living room. Right, right. Okay? It doesn't translate. And you have to explain to them, you can't have food. And there's got to be a sound. <laughs> sound. It's only 30 people. You need to have sound. There's just an idiot yelling. And um, and so you just throw a price out. And if they see if they really – and if they and if they really go for it, then they'll give the effort to making it an amazing event. Right. And, but you just like – you'd rather and not. And you're one of yeah. those comics that can go into a room and turn it upside down. Me, I'm not. I, I don't, again, you pander, you can pander to them. I am not, pa- I, me, you have to come on, you have it's to jump okay. on you board. You can say I pander, right. I do right. pander, I, right. I know my audience, that's right. my you theme, do. I know right. my audience, and yeah. I give them what they want. Yeah. yeah. I give them say, what they want. It's a beautiful thing. Danny will say no even if it's at a club he doesn't like though. What which like? What do you mean? Just like if somebody out, will you do the? I don't like that club. Oh, I don't, that's I don't well, like yeah. This oh, well, I've I've had to blacklist some clubs in my career. It's amazing. He's blacklisted the clubs. It's so <laughs> it's funny. It's amazing. Yeah, no, they, no. they don't treat comics right. I don't go there. I no, only no. like to perform at clubs that treat their comics, their talent properly. It's so know? true. And com- and comedy clubs don't understand that. You know, yeah. the, the comedy seller is the comedy seller because yeah. they've always treated the comics amazingly. Right. So the, all of them come back mm-hmm. and all of them. Yes. There's one club in the city that I know a very, 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 very famous comedian um, doesn't go to because – I hope the story is completely true, but this is how I was given the story by an employee of the comedy club. Mm. I'm not going to mention the names of the club or the name of the guy um, who had the biggest. He's like, I think that was the first billionaire um, comedian. Well, that's easy to okay. Well, let's down. just leave it out now. So let's just. He went to the club to see his friend perform, and he ordered like a soda water or whatever, and they gave him a check. What? They gave him a check, and he since then does not go into that club. And it's it's pretty funny that like it's it was it's crazy, it, but it's it's a thing anyway. Wow. But the comedy seller treats their employees and the and the and the staff. They make yes. you feel made. The, it, on the night, I, I mean, where, I honor that club. That club is yeah, just to no, me. It's, it's just gold. another. I, yeah, right. It's another. Uh, it's another let level of. Uh, but as I was saying, like where I think I'd like this podcast. So now. The, the, those of you who are listening to this and like, you know how when you start on a podcast and you're just like, let's see where this goes and you click a little f- few minutes in, now it's where that click comes in. <laughs> so, okay, like I said, I want the podcast to be kind of about in the Jewish world. Mm. And I think every audience actually needs to know where you are in their world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm performing at th- this week, I was just telling, um, uh, Periel that I was, I performed on a, on a ship, on a, on a ship, on this boat for <laughs> this, like, for this guy who's a real estate developer. He wanted to do an honoring, not an honoring, what's it called? Appreciation that night for his audience. And he wanted to, he, he bought a band. There was a band there. Oh. And, and no, and he was real. And Wait, he were paid. you docked or did you go into open water? So, this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, this is really, you know. no, no, I had to tell you something. <laughs> okay. So. Because you wanted like an escape somehow. Like if you're in open water. There's no escape. Right, it's the no. worst gig it's, in the world. Oh they always call you, hey, man, we're doing a show. The comedy cell used to have that boat oh ride God. to go around. Yeah. It was the worst. It was so hard to say no to Esty. <laughs> oh I hated God. that gig so much. She's, she used to be like, don't forget to give a veil for, for the cruise. I'm like, oh, oh I'm out of town that week. It, I hated that thing. It's horrible. But this, it was really funny. Actually. It was, so it was all Hasidic men. Mm. And they work in real estate development and all that. And I'll even tell you one of the funniest jokes when you get to one of these events you always want to find out what they do so you can incorporate it into the into your material Mm. so he's a real estate developer and builder but everybody around there was like um they were like um yeah i'm not i don't really work with him his neighbor and then i realized there's no employees here there's like no there's like so then i see two guys that were so it's all Hasidic men and you see two latin men 
Mm. Okay, Enrique and Henry. Mm. And then I go to them and I speak to them and I speak to another guy that actually does work for him and he explains to me, I go to him, what, what kind of real estate does he do? Does he do uh, commercial? No, nah, he does both. And uh, does he build? Ah, that's really build. So I go, what's his specialty? And he says, permits. This is the guy that can get you any permit you need. Oh. And so that was the, the vibe of the thing. Anyway, they had an amazing time, but it was just so hard to work for 30 men on a boat. The boat did, the boat actually broke. Oh my. And we never left the dock. <laughs> Cracked in half? No, it, the engine, something happened in the engine and we never left the dock. Oh, okay. But what was funny was I went on early and, you know, I would just, I could just got upstairs and left. Yeah. But, uh, Dovi Mizell's the singer was on and I stayed till 1030 because he was so good and it was uh, a lot of fun. But mm. those are the types of gigs they right. saw me in a, in a, you know, the, you can't recreate that. You have to make a different right. thing of it. Right. And it's tough because it's all men. So there's no female energy at all. There was. Oh, they had their wives. Uh, uh-uh. They had their wives there too, but they, they were chill. They were not like, mm. it wasn't a religious thing. It was more just like a, let's hang and have fun and listen to good music night. Mm-hmm. But they, so like I'm saying, they, in their minds, they think I'm like a Hasidic guy who, no longer is Hasidic. Mm. And cause then I throw the Yiddish that they know and I, which I knew, you know, actually I learned Polish Yiddish. This is Hungarian Yiddish, but it's still, they need to know where you are in their world. Right. And, and in Florida, when you perform for like in those, like between Fort Lauderdale and Palm Beach, that whole area yeah. where the average age is like a hundred. Deceased. I mean, literally. <laughs> but I'm kidding. I, I, literally, I'm, that was a, that's like a joke. But it's um, in the in the citizen homes, in the senior in the senior homes. Yeah, the, let's we can uh, probably edit that out. That's yeah. not a nice thing to say. In the um, in um, in Florida, Century, Century Village, Century Village. But right. but there's beautiful theaters there. Those yeah. are gorgeous, like 1,200 seat theaters. They pack them in. Yeah. The show starts at seven. Mm. They're there by 5:30 yeah. in their chairs. <laughs> they are. You know, they bring in an opening act that uh, just to sing a few songs so they can unwrap the candy and adjust their hearing aids. <laughs> and you go on, but they need to know where you are in their world. So they are figuring out that they're figuring out that. Um, that uh you're their son like you're you're one time a woman comes to me and goes i have a daughter who plays the clarinet in a band she's just you should get in touch with her right 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 <laughs> they need to know like, sure, because you're on stage their, she's right. on stage in a band and that's how you and that's how they're relating to you so right when you go on stage how do you let them know your placement in the hmm. in I, their world look i let them know first of all i let everybody know that i'm gay up front uh it's that's do you yeah like within the first minute yeah my uh what uh my squirrel bit is usually my second opener i have an opening i talk about being fat because i'm fat right now obese actually i'm not fat yet i'm gonna get fat soon but then (laughs) i you know i like to bust that bubble i'm like i know what i look like you're looking at me let's talk about that for a minute we'll get that out of the way and then i talk about uh being gay that's my second joke usually. Right? I usually, yeah, it's always my first or second joke is being gay. Okay. Yeah. But you don't hit them with your background yet. No. You don't. So you keep going and you'll talk about this thing in the yeah, park. Yeah, later. Later. Like, and then yeah. all of a sudden you'll drop the, your parents. No, Jerusalem, Yeshiva, my mother, Haredi, all of that. And then we talk about Israel and all that stuff. Yeah, but And that's they're later. like... Right, because I want them to know who I am first, and then I'll let them know where I come from. Right, because I don't like t- telling people where I'm from first. I'd like to just, you know, get, you know, it's easy, like a date. Like you know? a date, yeah. Like yeah. a date, you want to have fun so first. You're lovable, too. I feel like you're very lovable. Likeable. Lovable. No, <laughs> lovable. Yeah, they're I'll, very, right away, this is very lovable. I appreciate that. Thanks. And there's no... No, it's true. Right. And there's no, um, you, they're not... Um, they have to be worried, like it's it's mm. it's not aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's yeah, not it's not aggressive. aggressive. And you're not you. judgmental. No. And you get totally crazy and worked up about something it, so extreme, and then you'll change your mind to the to- and you say, or right, or, or maybe this. that's not Correct. true at all. Right. You know, and it's funny. I, I'm not judgmental. It's funny when I'm performing performing in front of um, Jewish audiences. I I there is some sort of I have a judgment. You know, I I, I worry. That they're not going to jump on board to who my truth to what I wh- who I am. Now I don't live a gay lifestyle, so that's a whole thing. I don't talk about that, 
but I am gay. So that's confusing for a lot of people, yeah. especially in the secular world. They're like, I don't understand you're gay, but you don't live a gay life. So I'm like, no, I'm like gay, but I don't uh, do gay things. <laughs> I'm just gay. That's right, all. Right. So I don't talk about to the audience, to the Jewish audience, but, uh, but I let them know that I, but, but that is my truth. Right. You know, so. And I don't so know you're not really gay. You're, you're nervous. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know, I'm that's really what it is. It's what it is. You're right. just nervous. It's just, I'm it's just, just nervous. So it's it's always an interesting thing. So I always wonder, and I do. There's a part of me that judges. I'm like, they're not going to like. They're not going to. They're not going to jump on board. And I'm always surprised when they jump on board. I always have great time at your shows. Always. They love you, yeah, and because so. because at my shows that I bring you to are shows I've produced. Mm -hmm. They're not shows where it's under an umbrella of another organization. Mm -hmm. So they've come to be like, okay, let's see this raw without him having to hold back. Mm -hmm. And even though. And and I talk about that, and you know, and uh, it, even though I'm allowed to be dirty, I'm not. Right. It just doesn't work. I, I the schmutz doesn't work in my act. Mm -hmm. And um, but they come for so they're open. My mm -hmm. audience is open for so when you right. hit them with yeah. I'm gay, and, and, and I'm, I've been getting filthy and filthier on stage. Have you? Yeah, because I'm sexually, I'm like sexually repressed. I I can't. I'm frustrated sexually. I haven't had sex in many many years. I know. I'm working for, on for it. religious stuff. You're working <laughs> on work it. Everywhere. She's <laughs> trying to get me to have sex with men. I you know it's been like 14 years since I've had sex. No. With yeah, 14 years. So does that make you asexual? Uh, no, now I'm gay, but I just haven't had sex in 14 years. So all my now I've been writing very sexual jokes and really dirty jokes. And I'm like, it's surfacing. And I'm talking to my friends. I'm like, why? I'm always, I've been a clean comic for years. Now I'm filthy. I have well, this. It's crazy. I, what do you consider filthy? The, the routine you have about the about the face to ass, the face to ass. Okay, it's I very mean, that's, funny. It's that's very not. Funny. That's like you know. I can't. That's not filthy. That's not filthy. Oh, for good. Him, for him, that's it is, not though. filthy. It, really? First of all, you don't say S and F. You don't say no, right? And I and I like to not say it in this podcast either because if people listen to this on their radio with their kids in the car, right. you don't have to have S and F flying around, right? So you don't say that. And, okay. I know, but with it, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something. How, why it's not filthy? Why? It's a funny premise, mm -hmm. and it is a sexual innuendo, mm -hmm. but it's done brilliantly. Mm. I, I'm gonna tell you a story that I, I once went to see Jim Norton's taping, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. of one of his specials. Mm -hmm. Jim Norton is is first of all one of my favorite comedians. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, he crafts yeah, jokes brilliant. and is yeah. just brilliant. Yeah. And it's very, it's him and women who are trans, uh, trans women that he right. dates and all that. And he gets graphic with the, with the, with the, uh, with all that stuff. And I was sitting this because I was invited to this by, by Jonathan Musin. Jonathan. I'm, I hope I'm saying his name right. I know Jonathan. I never really say his name. Now he works for Netflix. Mm -hmm. He's right up there with the, the people who produce these shows. Mm -hmm. And he, Jonathan, was always a, at this Passover program that I would perform at every other year mm -hmm. with Linda from Presidential Passover. I think they stopped doing it now. Mm -hmm. So now, when you do a Passover program, again, they need to know who you are, but you have to be super clean. Right. right. And she always like would call me, who do you know that's clean? Who can work and clean? Mm -hmm. So now here we are in Jim Norton's show. She's sitting next to me. <laughs> and she's just like, hi, Marty. Very little dainty. And yeah, as long as it's not clean, as long as it's clean, I don't want to hear any. Oh and God. she's sitting next to me. <laughs> and she's sitting next to me. Right. You were there. She's sitting next to me. It's me and then and, and Jonathan. And we're watching. Watching this show, and Jim Norton is, right. is, but he's so funny how he presents it. Mm -hmm. She said she didn't feel uncomfortable because he presented it so well. Mm -hmm. So, right. So that's. A do you know what I'm saying? saying? Right, right, right. Okay, because I have a, a few friend, a few comic friends are like, "Wow, it's really, really that's a gross joke." I'm like, "Really? It plays on so many levels. It plays on gay. It plays on Jewish. It plays on on, on Muslim. It preys on sexuality. It preys on." On religiosity, it it plays on many level, uh, and I, that's why I love the joke. It's sort of like an ice cream sundae; you get everything in it. Well, you're no. you're you're a very intellectual and philosophical person. I think you think about things deeply, so mm. it makes sense that your jokes are, you know, 
so layered. They really are. Yeah, and I and I'm working on a new joke now. That's even filthier than that joke. Well, I look and it's all, to, uh, it's, but the fact that you're no. working on it means it's going right. to be presentable. <laughs> if you just came out and said it and screamed yeah. it out and put F and S in it, then it's not cute. No, no, but no. The it's never like that, right? It's always it's there's a story. It's, there's a format to it. Yeah, it's so funny how he thinks that's such a dirty joke. It's so funny how. Oh, really, I, I can't oh, tell you. I'm what really happy to, to hear this. I, I, it's it's done so well. That's how clean I am. It's That's done what clean, so well. I'm such a clean, right, right. But it's and it and it works in a religious audience. Yeah, I know. And when I say religious, people who understand the Jewish innuendos, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they get that in another level because you also bring your mother, right, who lives in Harnoff, right, right, right. The Harnoff, which is d- d- describe Harnoff. Like, Harnoff is like a B'nai Brak of of Yerushalayim, of Jerusalem. So uh, it's like the I'm but sorry. Yeah. It is right beside Braver. <laughs> it is the Borough Park, the bor- the Crown Heights, let's say, or the Williamsburg of Jerusalem. The not Williamsburg, a hipster Jewish Williamsburg, like of ultra orthodox, ultra orthodox, yeah, right. And yeah. so, so right. the convert, so the the bit is coming a conversation with you and your mother, yeah. which again goes back to my premise for this podcast. They need to know where you are in this world, right? So now they already know that your mother lives in Harnoff and she's religious. Mm. You're gay, mm. hey, and and you talk to your mother, right? That's a big thing. That you, is a big you're, thing. You're layered now. You have that in there too, right? Because right, usually, right. Like, my parents don't talk to me and this and this Netflix special. Right. Netflix oh, uh, TV good, show. Good point. Right. Oh, look, we, another Jew who hates uh, being a Jew and mother doesn't talk to him, and right. it's another Netflix unorthodox something. Right. Right. But um, yeah, no, but, my entire family's Haredi. My brother is a rabbi. My other right. brother is black hat. My sister is uh, young Israel, but she lives on a kibbutz. But they're all very accepting of me, not of my of the, of the gay lifestyle, but they love me. But, so. but as you just said, it's not a gay lifestyle. No, but if I walked in with a boyfriend, I wouldn't be able to walk in with a boyfriend. No. If, you, you, if I walked, he I would walk in there with his boyfriend. Yeah, if I wa- if I had a boyfriend and walked into my mother's house, I wouldn't be able to walk into the house. Oh, really? No. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. I wouldn't be able to walk into my brother's house, uh, my other brother's house. He would be okay, and my uh, and my sister's house, I would be okay. Two out of two ain't bad. Okay. That's where I'm. That's where I'm angling towards. <laughs> okay, but, but, I, but that has nothing to do with my family. To, hopefully, not, right. you'll get to that point. Right. <laughs> hopefully, you'll get to the now, point where you can. When and they yeah. might change. They no, might no, no, change. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with my family. My, my choice of uh, for religiosity has zero to do with my family. It's, it, it has to do with my connection to to God and and yeah, and, but and those how I look at it. Affect us even subconsciously. No. The, like if, the, your, if your mom was like, listen, I thought about this long and hard and I totally changed my mind and I want you to go get laid. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Do you want a boyfriend? Not not really because a partner? I, I would, but I wouldn't. Like I, I don't because because I you know, I'm I'm sort of religious like that. But you're conflicted. No. I mean, yeah, it is conflicting, but it's okay. But but you do want to have sex though. No, after a while you 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 fall out of it. I know it's crazy, I but I got no, this is the it. most confusing. No, I know it is. Have. It's a very deep conversation. Yes, like we've talked about if this we for t- hours. if you talked to me like twelve years ago, I would have been like, oh god, I I really want sex. But it's been fourteen years, so now I don't want sex anymore because okay. it's been a long time. But so I, I for- think that if you found a boyfriend who is more religious than you were, mm-hmm. that oh. would change the conversation. Interesting. I don't know. I don't, right? I no. If to. you had a boyfriend that told you that you should be the kitchen should be a lot more kosher than your kitchen is, and because uh, you eat not so much, I know. I'm, yeah. I fall off a lot. Yeah, you right. fall off. So yeah. I fall off. It's just you. Just whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah. works for you. But right. but if you had a boyfriend that was all of a sudden. No, no, no phone on Shabbat. No, no, you can't go live on Shabbat. You can't hmm. da da da. Then maybe that's called a daddy, <laughs> <laughs> or an Abba. <laughs> Abba. <laughs> Who knows, right? I can't say no. I don't know. All right, but it's um, it's funny. The, the real joke is I, I can't walk into my mother's house with a boyfriend. Why? I can't because I, I can't get a boyfriend. <laughs> um. So what are you doing besides comedy? Wait, and I want to also, while we're on the subject, I also want to say it is important for me to add that that doesn't mean I'm not pro-gay. I happen to be very pro-gay, and I believe that all my friends um, 
if they want love, like if they want gay love, they should have gay love. They, you know, I think love is love. And, so, but I mean, for, it's not for me. I, I don't want it. But if somebody else wants it, I think that's great. And so I'm pro gay completely. No, it's want, okay. It's, I want to make that, you know. No, that, for sure. No, you're yeah. definitely not, not somebody who would push your values on anybody. Right. And you, and this is what I believe I work, but go do what you, what, what yeah, works for you. Exactly. Yeah. This is good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, but that whole thing should, I think that's a bit. Really? I, I can't walk into my mother's house because I, I can't get a boyfriend. There's a nan, and I don't. I don't want a boy. I, it's that's like uh, that's um, uh, yeah, something to toy with. Yeah, something to toy with. Yeah, uh, and uh, and your hair. We have to discuss your hair. My hair. No, Danny, I've known you forever. You've always had amazing hair. Yeah, and you do crazy things with it. Yeah, and it's uh, it, what what a gift. It's a gift. It's a it's a gift. <laughs> it's a real. I know, and I I always uh, you know, it's always long in the front. You know, I like it long in the front. I never like it short in the front. So it's always it always spikes up somehow. And you do and you do other things. You do other things besides comedy. You do wall yes. painting and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm actually in, the, in this room right now while we're doing this podcast. The, the wallpaper is black on black, and I'm loving it. And I'm like, is that a stencil? And I'm like looking at the seams now, and I see that there's wallpaper. I love black on black. No, um, I stencil. You stencil. That's what it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I was missing the word. Yeah, uh, s- that's stencil. one of my one of my side hustles. I it's stencil kind of a gay walls. lifestyle. Again, with that, that's with respect. the gay lifestyle. That's oh my not god! Gay. I mean, I'm totally gay. There's nothing not gay about me, you know, except for the fact that I don't have gay sex. But <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> right, or, or, or own a harness. Right, right, no har- <laughs> Right, I would wear a harness. Yeah, but but, but besides besides <laughs> a stencil, besides the stencil, you'd wear a harness. I'm going to take you to Provincetown. If it was Dolce Gabbana. What? I'm going to take you to Provincetown one summer. You're going to grow out your beard, and we're going to go to the bear convention. I I wish I can grow out my beard. I don't have hair on my body. I'm like Chinese like that. Oh, my God. I'm like, look, East Asian, this has been growing for four days. This is a four day. I look at my, look, nothing. No. No. I have no look. I'm showing them my body. Nobody can see that. Hilarious! I just pulled down my pants. Look. <laughs> so, but besides the the stencil, you also have right. You have these ties. You made. Uh, yeah. I made my little ties. A little another side hustle. I brought my Samsonite attaché case. No, you have to just show show this okay, Samsonite attaché. Just t- turn that around. But turn around so they see they see the front of it. It's so great. Is it in the? I can't tell if it's in the video. Oh. Right. It's, oh, it's in the video. Okay, he says it's in, Miles. It's in the video, and there it opens up. It's literally out of like a James Bond. Yeah, and the ties are amazing. Well, you know they're vintage inspired the design, so that's why I got this attaché case. I was like, oh, I'll just. There was a point where I was going to go door to door and sell them. I said, you know, let me try like going a vacuum, to, like a vacuum, cleaner like a vacuum salesman? cleaner, and like say I have to, like a Jewish neighborhood. I would go to door to door in like Borough Park. That's yeah, probably the worst push. one to carry. This has the to, to, to hold up. It's the but look the frog here. Yeah. It's just no. I love I love it, and it's him. They're so if, fun. If, yeah. It's like if Danny was a tie. Yeah. this is what it would be. They're whimsical. They're, they're right? a lot of fun. They're a if lot I was fun. a tie, it would just be one black tie with a right. little Prada right. insignia, but like hidden, not like right. in the front, on the, on the back, on the but back. hidden. I don't have an outside label. And, and yes, I'm this story is amazing. Tell the story from beginning to okay. end. So Tell the story from beginning to end. So, um, I was sitting with a friend, and I was telling her that when I was a kid, I remember my, my mother was screaming at her brother, my Uncle Simon, get these boxes out of the basement. And my Uncle Simon was like, I just got a bunch of Brigitte Bardot glasses. I'm selling them. This was when I was 10. It was like 1977. So my friend was like, you should call your uncle to see if he has any of those glasses left. I was like, oh, he definitely, it's 40 years ago. He doesn't have any of those glasses. Text him, text him. I saw it. Text my Uncle Simon. Do you have any of those Brigitte Bardot glasses left? He's like, I have one box, I think. It's in the garage. Why? I'm like, are you joking? I'm coming over tomorrow. Does the audience know who Brigitte Bardot is you or might, no? You could tell them. Yeah. So, Brigitte Bardot was this huge. She was like the Kim Kardashian in the 1970s. That's amazing. Right? Wow. She was Good like, one, Danny. Right. Good That's one. Amazing. Very. Bang, bang, she, bang, bang. Yeah, Good for she you. She was wow. the it girl it. in Europe. She was like the, the hot, like, Beach kitten, the beach bunny, you know, blonde. There's actually a French. song. There's actually a song. Maybe we can put it in there. Brigitte Bardot, Bardot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a little, a few seconds. Play that song in this little thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, she was the hottest thing. Hottest thing. How? And- how? This is only like my first few podcasts. Was that? 
It was, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm, it's it's okay. actually part of the charm of it's it. It's the charm of yeah. it. I'm not pretending that I'm like, uh, this is my 500 <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is nice and early in my podcast, yeah. and I'm figuring it out. But now in my head, I, I want to hear that song. Right. And I would, I wish I had a button, just hit it right now. Bridget, the, the, okay, right, anyway. Right. right. So, I mean, she had songs written about her. I mean, I mean, everyone loved her. She was like the it girl of, you know, in the 70s. And, and she then, had merch. And merch, right. She started. She hated the fact that she was doing merch. So her her line, but she started the oversized glasses. She was the one that made it famous. Now everyone wears oversized really? glasses. I, didn't know that. I thought Jackie mm-hmm. O was the one that made. No, that was she. She no, well, she wore those uh, the black the 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 not the gradient. Uh, Bridget Bardot. Uh, this was done in 1977. Bridget, uh, Jackie O. Um, you know what, Jackie O probably. I, I wonder what glasses she wore. Now that I'm thinking about it, but you see how he just went like that. That's how his when he goes right. live, he goes into the thought. Yeah, so, mm, it's coconut. No, there's there's, I, there's 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 definitely cinnamon. There's definitely cinnamon in this. That's how your mind thinks, yeah. and also in your comedy. That's how you can tell. Anyway, so okay. Yeah. So there are these these. Well, see, so they're not dark glasses. They're gradient, and they're oversized. Great, look at these. Aren't these insane? Yeah, those are fun. These are her. These are her, this is her first collection. So, in the in the well, box since that you're I doing found, the, since you're scared right now of Delta, I'll have to model them. Amazing. <laughs> Modi's this got literally a great looks face. Like, they look good is, on you. By the way, this is my mother. This is my mother <laughs> when we were growing up in the five towns in carpool. And yeah. the carpool. Get in the car. Get in the car. Uh, They're hot glasses. These are, they look yeah, great. Yeah. No, mean, and by the way, the room looks amazing. Yeah. But yeah. these are these are the Bridget Bardot glasses. First of all, whenever I put glasses like this on, it always looked like my, it looks like my nose came with the glasses. Can I tell you who you look like right now? Who? Mark Jacobs. Hilarious. I don't know if you guys have been following no. um, him lately. Why well, he's been wearing gradient oversized wearing- glasses? He, yes, he has gone like full Bridget Bardot. I have a square frame. That's a butterfly frame, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so I go into his garage. I open the box, and there are like about a hundred pairs. And some of them, some I only have two. Some I only had one. Some I have like twenty or thirty. But there's another one square. It's insane. The square ones will look so, on YouTube. But right? I, I don't think people can see the details and and it's and it's the simplicity, but so chic and oh, huge. they look great right on look amazing, <laughs> amazing <laughs> right amazing it's amazing right. i love these now right. danny actually brought me a pair yes for she, men and so right she had a men's look oh those are sick yeah yeah those, those are amazing these right, are insane right, right. I, yeah. I literally yeah, now i'm to, like timothy as a gift because he always gives he always gives Aww. me a lot of work no yeah. no That's but so yeah they're yours. Nice. believe me you're the gift on look, a gig and check this out the case is insane. The case is the no, original are, case. The BB case. It's crazy. Well, on, honestly, how that much are you selling them for? Incredible. How the much are you selling them incredible. for? Yeah. How much are you selling them for? Two fifty, two eighty a pop. I, I bet you can get more. I, I know. Have you I tried was, eBay's and all those like yeah. the real, the real reels or any of those things? Yeah. No. Uh, no. That the real deal didn't want to see them because I guess Brigitte Bardot isn't like Prada. Right. 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 But um, there I, I can. Yeah, I mean, no, two eighty is good. I'm a good. I mean, okay. I could sell them for more, but I'm not going to. The, the the men's one are to me like amazing casino. Yeah. So by the way, I, if I'm on Netflix watching stuff, I'll usually watch things just because of the looks. If mm. something's like done in the seventies and the eighties, mm. I just watched um my, my fifth time um Black Mass. Mm. With Johnny Depp, the mafia movie in Boston, the outfits, the looks, the cars. These, like, the suit, this attache, like, uh, wouldn't they need it? Wouldn't they need that for when you're doing a 70s Yeah. You know, they need things like this. Definitely. uh, Props, that's what I'm trying to – all of that was just to get the word props out. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You look like Pacino in the men's one. Like like what? Like Al Pacino in the really? men's glasses. I feel, but I feel more like <laughs> Judah Friedlander. <laughs> I feel more like Judah Friedlander. <laughs> I really, I want to, I want to go and research Jackie O and her glasses and who made the glasses. I really want to know where her glasses are because I was told that Brigitte Bardot created. She was the originator for the oversize, and I'm interested to know Jackie O's glasses. And what I bet you they're, they're they're them. No, what, what was her year? 
This is these are nineteen seventy seven seventy eight. Her first collection. So that same Jackie's thing Jackie, also. I think bet, she's sixty eight, sixty nine. I bet she's wearing a lot of courage. Oh. But I think she started wearing the big glasses in the Onassis era. I don't know if she wore them. Onassis. Onassis. Onassis sounds like one of the Parshas. <laughs> this, this week's Torah portion is Onassis, where Moses parted the sea, but he wasn't sure. He put it, and then he said, "Okay, Onassis, do it again." It's Onassis. Onassis. Do, 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 yeah. You thought someone just fly yeah. by? You couldn't yeah. catch that, Roz? Well, I wasn't going to correct him. I call, she- I call her Roz because she, 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 she reminds me of from from Frasier, yeah. Roz in the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. <laughs> is, is it rude to call no, you? No, it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that's it. And now- so that's what I'm doing. So I sell the glasses. Um, I sell my ties. And I stencil. And I do comedy. It's amazing. No, and... and um and you perform, you do comedy. You just and I do comedy. It's such an amazing thing we do. No, it is. It's fun. It's, it's great. fun. It's it's and it's we have a new we we have a new appreciation for it. Right. Because because of COVID and yeah. we couldn't do it for a while. Right. And then we began doing. Did, did you do the comedy cellar when they had the plexiglass, or yes. did you just say no? You said yes to that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Because I was I, I when it was so weird. I said, Oh, I wanna. It was like, and then I went behind it. I was like, Oh, I feel like a Nazi war criminal. No, that was my first line, too. Yeah, yeah me too. I, no, no, well, those, we know we're Jewish, so we're going to say gonna that. explain it. When the comedy cell was the first to open, they were on top, and yeah. following all the rules. So yeah. they had the plexiglass yeah. on the... You, you worked in front of a plexiglass with the yeah. light coming at you, so you're looking at yourself. Also. There's an audience you hear that's live, and yeah. you're staring at yourself yeah. because the reflection... The Peloton. And I want to tell you, I said, you know what? Let me lean in. Let me. I'm yeah, so yeah, tired yeah. of the Zoom show. Let's do it. I couldn't do it. Oh, you I, I stopped putting, I said, I, I did it once. Really? I said, I, I can't. And what, I, what and was I, the, why, 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 what was the worst part about it for you? Like, what, what was a no? Unlike you, I really need to feel the audiences if they're loving me or not. You don't really care that much. No. You don't no, care if they're I in love with you. I never care about the audience. So I mean, if, I love my audience, but I don't care. Like, no, you, you do know. love your audience and you don't feel like, so some comics like, feel like the, the audience is their, is their enemy. You don't. Right, no. I'm there because I love them and I'm looking forward to yeah. them. And then it's not like they didn't get him. They're really, it's like, uh, but I, 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 I need them. Right. Like I need, you need them. to see them. You need to like the be with energy them. back and forth. Yeah. Which is why the comedy cell is one of the most amazing clubs because you're working in a pressure cooker. Mm. So mm. you boom, 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 boom. Mm. You feel it. Right. Also, if you bomb at the cellar, you, that you feel that more than anything oh, else that's in the world. The worst. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Have you? I, I can't remember a time I bombed, bombed at the cellar. I remember no. you can't. There are sets that are amazing, right? Um, but she puts me on a lot first or last because she knows you. Can, I can get the room going, and I can also cl- close out the room. You close. I never close. I open all the time. Oh, you're or, opening. I open all the time. You first, okay? All the time, and sometimes she'll put me on third. Right. So at the comedy show, there's five spots and yeah. five, six, whatever These it important is. Things there's the know. host, right. and the host is. It's a hard job. People are still sitting and ordering, right. but he gets them. And the first comic comes on, so it's the first time going. Oh. Okay, no, what do you have? And it's a hard right. spot. It's, it's, it's like a the, hard spot. It's but when you're in the middle, when you're in the middle, you're, you're, it's, you, you, yeah. you can't tell if the new material really works or not because they're so primed at this point. Right, right, right. You know, so, um, right. But, but, but yeah, I've, I've had, no, thankfully, you know, those audiences at the cellar, they're like candy. So yeah. it's very hard to bomb at the cellar. Right. And I've had one or two that weren't great sets. Right. It's okay. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah. Right. But this. But, but I've had so many. They're great. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Thank God. Where was your biggest bomb? Did you remember your oh biggest bomb God, or no? Yeah. Oh my God. I, the worst Wait, bomb. Wait, this is a good big one. Put it into the mic. The worst bomb. I, it was a double. It was not one, not two nights. It was a double weekend bomb. It was one weekend and then another weekend. The Carolines booked me. It was my fourth year doing comedy. I opened for Mark Marin one weekend and Jeff Ross the following weekend. I bombed on all shows on Friday night, Saturday night, both weekends. I just, just died. I, it was so bad that it, this was how bad the bomb was. I'm doing my jokes and the audience starts talking to themselves and they get really loud. And suddenly the room, it seemed like I was in the middle of like Penn Station. That's what it was. Wow. I couldn't even get, I couldn't even get their attention. They, 
They didn't even care that I was on stage. That's how bad of a bar it was. It wasn't silent. It got noisy. And they just it completely ignored me. And you me. kept going. I kept going. And you, then they gave me the light. They gave, And I got off early. And it was like, it was horrible. Okay, but there's something like when you're so new, like I am, to mm-hmm. watch you guys turn around right. the room, which I think there's – and you go up, you're funny, you're brilliant, whatever. That's art. That's genius. Well, that's part of the craft of stand-up Correct. comedy. Right? But yeah. to watch you turn around a room mm-hmm. – or reel it back in if something's not working mm-hmm. is the thing that's really incredible. Yeah, and and the most important thing also, you have to know how to turn a room around because you never know what will happen, and you have to be able to do that. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, I um, I mean, you. One of the things I think is the most important thing for a comic to do right in the beginning, and I always tell anybody who asks for advice or any opening act that I bring on, whatever, it's you have to walk on with confidence. And the audience can see if you're scared to death or you're this nervous little creature. Even if you, if you, even if you're a quiet act, like a you know, one of those little act, one of those little voice smaller acts. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to walk on with confidence. You're at a comedy club. You're at. A, you're about to do comedy. Mm-hmm. You need to walk on completely confident. You walk on, take the mic off, put the mic stand here. Now they know, oh, this is what he does. Like when a doctor walks into a room, right? Right, right, right. That's When a doctor walks into a room and he's about to, to go and touch <laughs> you in here and there, imagine if he's scared and doesn't oh, know. Oh, let me tell you. Uh, uh, wait, wait, I think, wait, let me just, let me just try this. <laughs> oh, okay, that's your noids. That's yeah. your noids. And yeah. da, 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 da. You walk onto a stage, hi, I'm here. This is what I do. Right. It's going to be okay. Right. And when I walk on, I let them do Last night. That's amazing. No, he's a hundred. No, no, I, that's amazing. Confidence. I, I'm going through an implant right now uh, 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 on number 15 on my tooth. The guy at the, at the ortho, the guy that was com- comes in and he starts fidgeting with the thing. He's like, he turns to the assistant. How do I put this in? I'm like, you're going to give that to her. She's putting it in. You're not putting it in my mouth. And then he left the room, and then she put it in. Wow. So he was new. Yes. He didn't know what to do. Amazing. And I didn't want that. That's exactly what I meant. He should have been like, he should have been like, okay, and put it in. Right. And put it it in. And if he does it wrong, the head attending doctor will go, well, let's just let me adjust that here. Wow, great. And and the the head doctor would say, great job. Let me adjust that here. Did it not? You see how the between the 14 and 15, whatever. How do you know the teeth's name? And, you know, the bipolar, the bipolar. Pull it, the, the, the cuspid yeah. and the, the molar and, the and da, da, da. Yeah. and you just speak with confidence. Not how do I do this? You walk on stage. I am where I need to be. Yeah. You're where you need to be. We're about to do this. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. night I walked on stage. It was a, I was at stand up in New York, and it was a second show, nine thirty show. I did a seven o'clock show. You've you've been to these things with mm-hmm. me. Um, and the room is, you know, all Jewish and splattered of like yarmulkes, no yarmulkes, this and that. And there's a Hasidic table, right, stage right, stage left. I'm dyslexic. Uh, so yeah. if I'm facing this way, they're here. If you're facing stage the audience right. to the left. To the left. Okay. Anyway, there's a table of Hasidic guys. And I walk on stage. And they're just clapping and all that. And I grab the mic and I put my papers down, the new material and a drink. I just turned to them and began speaking to them for about 25 seconds. And that's a, it's a that's, long time. that's time. Yeah. I didn't say two minutes, a minute. Uh, 25 seconds, I began speaking to them in Yiddish. Mm. And the rest of the room knew. Do you understand like, how confident you need to be? So just, I'm going to talk to them in Yiddish before I get to you. Oh, yeah, it's great. And it was like, it was definitely a, I forgot I'm wearing these. <laughs> I, you couldn't tell me I'm wearing the glasses. That's a compliment. It was, it was good. Yeah, they that's were light. Good. That's they felt good. Quali- that's a high quality. That's a high. Yeah. I forgot I was wearing these. Yeah. They were actually very comfortable. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but it's you have to have confidence, and you have confidence. Right. You, you walk on. It goes, took me a while. I know my material. I know my material. I'm mm-hmm. doing my thing. If it works for you, gesundte hate. If it doesn't, kishen Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do we need to? Do we need to? Yes. Gesundte hate. 
if it works for you in good health, if it doesn't, kiss my ass. Yeah. Okay, and you got it. <laughs> she's very, she's very machbid that we, very strict that we just, define English. everything. I just to. want to make sure people understand, like, what's going on. Right. It's nice to sprinkle Yiddish into an English podcast. But you always have to, tr- you always have to translate right away. Right, right. Can right. you yeah. clarify something? Yeah. I didn't know that there was a difference between Polish Yiddish and Hungarian Yiddish. Wow. Well, I, I'm probably not night. in the minority. Here. Day and night, not day and night, and completely understandable. And it's like a, you know what? It's like a Southern accent to a, a New York accent type of a thing. Really, that that extreme. So the e and the u are reversed. But are, are those the only two kinds of Yiddish, or are there a bunch of different it's dialects? Kind Is of it that. Dialect? That's it. That's it. That's it. And they and you fall somewhere ne- ne- near those. So there's like the e and the u. So baruch. In Polish, it's Boruch. And in Yiddish, it's Burich. Oh. Baruch and Burich. And so it's like, it's strange, you know, Vivu. Where, where, where and where. It's Vivu. So it's, it's. I mean, it makes sense. And there, there are dialects in every language. Right. But these are like, very strong. Yeah. Like, uh, and they a, can understand each other? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And the Orthodox Jews or the ultra Orthodox Jews, there everybody speaks um, only Yiddish when you're ultra Orthodox, or are there? No, I don't know what ultra all the Hasidic. In the Hasidic community, they speak. There could be guys that are more religious than the Hasidic community that they, they, they don't speak Yiddish. Eastern European, yeah, right, like yeah. Poland, Russia, like that's where the Yiddish. It was funny l- last night. Just to get back to last night, so the, the night before, I'm performing for a Hasidic audience. Mm-hmm. And some of my jokes, you know, I forgot. I'm so into my, my, my COVID material, my quarantine material. I forgot that they didn't quarantine. <laughs> so I'm doing this stuff. God. I'm doing this Zoom school. They're looking at me like I'm out of my mind. And then so last night, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen when I do a show and there's like a few non-Jews in the audience and I do the translation of whatever the material is to them. Right, right, right. So last night I was translating to them. I go, and, and you guys did Zoom school with your kids. And I would go, Zoom school is when, like, unlike you, they they the kids stayed home. Yeah, and it was so funny. Yeah, that's like, amazing. Cause yeah, you were, like you got all this. Did you realize it midway? No, I realized it Wednesday night, Thursday night. I had fun with it because right. I knew that they right. I, they know what Zoom school was right. and they know right. what the world was going through, but they. Right. It didn't affect them. Right. It didn't affect them, you know? And so it's very much, again, know your audience, but the, your audience needs to also know you. Oh, oh, wait a minute. That's really good, no? Yeah. <laughs> it's a I good thing that. we recorded it. Oh, thanks, Roz. <laughs> yeah. No, my, I, was, I, have a tour, I have a tour coming up. It's called that Know Your audience. audience. Know Your Audience. But it, I really think the audience just needs to know you too. Right. Or needs to know just where you are. No, not, not specifics. Well, I think that's a good rule for comedy. You want them to get to know you in the first 30 seconds, yeah. 40 seconds. That's what you always say, too. You say you have to be honest. Right up front. No matter what's going moment. on, even if it's a disaster. That's what you've told me. Mm-hmm. You have to be honest about what's going on, which is what you just said, too, about realizing that, you know, on Thursday you could have fun with it because on Wednesday, like, you realize. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, sage amazing. advice. Sage. Sage advice. Yeah, like sage. great sages. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I have a, a question I always ask on the podcast. <clears throat> like, who's your daddy? But who's your rabbi? And I don't mean wow. rabbi. Like, what synagogue you go to? Who is the person you go to for spiritual advice? If you have a question, you work. Who is your? Because rabbi means teacher. So who is your rabbi? Well, okay. In, in, in reality, my brother, Rabbi Joel Cohen, is my rabbi. I ask him because he's very stark. He's really strict. He's orthodox. And he's going to give me the answers whether I like them or not. But really, also, I love, I love Gabriel Bellino. Who was our first guest. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I love Rabbi. I love, so he's like my rabbi that I can talk to. And he's a, a loving person. But if I really need answers, like really like the deep answers, the, you know, the hard, the hard answers, I go to my brother, Joel. Right. So I mix the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not really mixed the two. It's two different 
types of because because you can't mix the two you you have your teacher and you you don't if he doesn't give you the answer you if he doesn't give you the answer you want you can't go to somebody else for a different answer but but you're asking two different questions but i like the i like hearing two different answers and i always lean towards the the answer that i know is a harder answer okay i never go with the easier answer i always go with the harder answer Okay. That's my personality. Yeah. But I like to hear the easier answer also. Good, good. Just, you know, mixes it up a little bit. No, no, no. Nice. <laughs> Any other things? Talk to I you. always go with the easier answer. Ah. <laughs> right. It's just, yeah. It's just easier. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do I have to, I can't listen to music. Well, you can. Da, 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 da. Whenever they do that, I, I really just throw my hands up in the air. Like, you can listen to music before this time oh that's going to be very specific to explain that no but listen i i mean i think that i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i think i'm not a purist i i don't think you're a purist either mm, and okay, so well, um are- no he's not <laughs> a purist would mean he's living with a woman with 18 kids no not necessarily or, or with a kid or am, or am i getting the purest thing well, wrong. Can you right, well, right? Okay, define a purist. Yeah, define the purist. You're very pro-gay, mm-hmm. um, and yet you all and you believe wholeheartedly in gay rights. Except you also believe in what you call Torah values, right? So, mo- if you were a purist, you would believe in one or the other. You oh, would okay, reject great. So, I'm the- not. I'm not a purist, right? right. I'm really liberal. Really, Again, he's not a purist or gay. He's just nervous. It's just, <laughs> it all goes back to being nervous. I'm just really liberal is what it is. No, yeah. I, think, I think it's more than that. I think it's about being – I think that truly um, things are – more nuanced and complicated than that. Right. I, I appreciate uh, complica- yeah. complicated uh, things. It's like, I don't yeah. eat meat. It's normal to be complicated. And it sounds like you've complicated your life as much as you can. <laughs> it was already complicated. I'm trying to, you know, figure out how to make it less complicated, but it is complicated. Yeah. Right. You know? it's, it's it's great. And we, and you make people laugh, and that's the most important thing. And, yeah. um, and just... It's an amazing, it's an amazing gift you have. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I love it. I love it too. I know you love it too. Yeah. Yeah. We all love it. And people, please make sure, um, follow you on, follow you on Instagram. What's the, what's your handle? Danny Cohen comedy. Danny Cohen comedy on Instagram. And it's worth it. Just out of nowhere, you'll see on top, Danny's going live. If you're in some state of mind that you would just hit it and watch for two seconds. It's, you're, you're either in it or like, I can't do it right now. And you come out of and it. I right? love questions. You can always just, just pop on and ask me questions. You do answer the questions. I always, I love reading my comments. I, 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 I block them. I can't, <laughs> I, I never go, I almost never go live, but I'm going to start going live because I'm be pushing a lot of things soon, like my, this upcoming tour, but, um, and this podcast and this podcast. Yes. And, um, but, those things are so I'm so um, well not, not just dyslexic but like ADD that mm. if I start to see uh, this guy saying hello that guy but you work it so well yeah it's fun I, I like I like to rant and then read and then rant and read and then I bounce off what they're asking me and then I go into another tangent and just like just it's fun it's fun yeah, yeah. No, it's all about having fun and I can't do that live though it's very hard to I don't I'm not a good host like I don't open well uh, for a show, but I do it well on. Li- it's funny. I can read the live, and I like going live, but I can't do that on stage. I'm not a good opener, meaning a, a, an MC. Okay, yeah, that I agree with craft. you. That I agree with you. You yeah. don't want to go up there and have to get their you attention. To you, want the, like, you want the. You want it served yeah. to you. Here's an audience. I'm ready to. Right. But when you do do crowd work, yeah, you do something I do. What do you do? Okay, instead of where do you work from? Where do you? Yeah. If you end up, if someone, if you're in a bit. Yeah. And someone yells something out, mm. you'll be like, you be, you realize it hit them. Yeah. In a, you, it hit them. Right. So you'll acknowledge it. Yes. They'll throw you something and you'll work with that, bringing it back into the bit. Right. Right. Bringing right. it back into the bit, right. Right. which is a, which is a talent because they think you're coming off the cuff. Right. But in the meanwhile, like you, you have a bit that's a, the knock knock joke. If it's Shabbos or not okay. Shabbos. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you said to them, like, you're the type of audience that would be like, and you, if you take that pause, they think you just came up with it, mm, right? And you have you do that, right? right. That's an it's an yeah, important yeah. gift. So, um, and another important gift is to, to keep these podcasts is just 
tight tight and so i feel like we've we, we nailed it okay so you have your merchandise and yeah. i guess they could just dm you yes D- dm me or it's like danny cohen ties on instagram oh D- really yeah danny's vintage sunglasses on instagram danny cohen comedy or just danny cohen comedy and dm me and you know, yeah I'll, dm him I'll and get, so way. i think you, you said there's another pair of these right yeah, i have like four more of those okay and yeah. as per your advice i brought some of my merch here's my yearly cup yeah i don't know if you guys know it's i ran for amazing. president yearly but i didn't win <laughs> i didn't win as the as president but i did become secretary of simcha and these cups believe it or not sell a lot out Side of America, Australia, London, these go all the time. And it's, um, and it, but in America too, they should be selling as well. And they're fun. And, um, and I had a, I'm so happy you did this with me. Oh, I'm so happy uh, to was, be here. Thanks for having it me. It was like, again, I'm still just beginning the podcast off. And so far I had Gav Bellino and you. Yeah. And it's just people that I'm so comfortable with. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you so much. And thank you so much for these. Yeah. They look great on you. I got to find a hat. I mean, they look good on me, but they look great on really? you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody, thank you all very, very much for tuning in. And, um, I'm at, uh, Modi underscore live on Instagram, which is the best way to reach me but modilive.com as well and there's an upcoming tour by the time this hits the airway that'll be alive and running thank you very much periel thank you and thank you very much danny cohn and miles on the sound over there and gotham studios um that's it what's a good end thing um, Keep laughing and stay well. Zeigesund. 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 Whichever one works for you, but don't forget Zeigesund. Be happy. That's, That's it. That's great. <laughs> That's good for you.